This is exactly right. <laughs> are you leaving or are you on your way back home? Either way, we want to be there. Doesn't matter how much baggage you claim. Give us a time and date. Terminal and gate. We want to send you off in style. We want to welcome you back home. Tell us all about it. Were you scared or was it fine? Welcome to Do You Need a Ride? Uh, this is Chris Fairbanks. And this is Karen Kilgariff. Hello, my friend Karen. Hello, Chris. Oh. Oh, I didn't know you'd take that tone with me. Oh, yeah, all the way down. Just a lower tone. To Chinatown. Yeah, all the yep. way down. and back, I took it downtown. And the Bay Area and back down. <laughs> I um, I went to see a concert in the desert. Let's hear about it. We okay. So at the beginning, of this you saw my we we were gonna go in together with this topic. on this story on yeah. this. Well, you go first, and mine's more of a tag. You actually have a story. I right? mean, well, that's building this up. It's Uh-oh. it's gonna need. It's, I hear it's unbelievable. It, Heart racing. This story isn't is reliant on your tag. I just want you to know that ahead of time. <laughs> Okay, then uh, I'm going to beef it up. I'm going to embellish. Please beef it up ahead of time. Uh, you can add the beef whenever you see fit. I'm going to sprinkle beef on top, like a taco salad of your story. Oh, now I'm hungry. <laughs> I went to the, I don't, I'm not a desert person. It was very hot. Uh, I went there uh, for a memorial of a, a old, more of an acquaintance. And I was in a house with people that very much knew each other. And, and then I left suddenly. And went to this concert, but the drummer of Super Chunk, one of my favorite bands, had uh, gotten COVID, so I saw an acoustic version in oh. the very in the very hot desert. And uh, add the beef whenever you want. <laughs> it was not a band that I that they were uncomfortable. They said from the beginning, "Wow, this is uh I sure wish we had a drummer. He he feels fine, and we're outdoors. <laughs> it would be great." If he is here, but he isn't. So, uh, oh, a little uh, drama, maybe some behind the scenes drama from the tone. Yeah, I could, I could hear uh, some arguing and and things being said that go back, mm-hmm. go back dozens of years. But it actually, they do have an album that is acoustic, and and those songs were great. But I, I want to sing along like it's nineteen ninety three. Super Chunk is can do whatever they want to do. I think they're very talented. They're, I wouldn't think of them first as acoustic. No, no, they are a loud, uh, I wouldn't say punk band, but uh, the, the, I overheard the parking attendant describe them as a punk band from the 70s, 
<laughs> and I wanted to correct nope. him, but he was busy parking cars. <laughs> yeah, he's he's not into details. He's more about, you know, big swings, right? Just yeah. general information. Yeah, yeah. And he it was, a, it was a swing and a miss, but it was a big one. Um, well, my, my only um, kind of lightly spiced ground beef that I have to sprinkle on top of this salad right oh, now God. is that so I had, you told me that you were going d- down to see them. And I was like, well, I get to see them here in Los Angeles. I don't even have to drive. Oh, you held I that had from me. You, I did. You withheld I didn't it. want it right in your face, thrown in yeah. when we were already fighting. Yeah, yeah. We, um, that was a bad fight last week. It was such a terrible fight. I'm like, so. who are we? Super chunk? <laughs> what are you, a drummer with COVID all of a sudden? <laughs> so I was going to go see them at the Tarot Graham Ballroom Sunday night, which I think was the night after you saw them in the desert. Mm-hmm. And then the show got canceled and I felt... I was really excited to see them. It felt very like it's time to revisit the past and heal those old wounds as yeah. you stand in the Teragram ballroom. Um, but once I saw on Twitter, they were like, we're so sorry, we have to cancel. I was like, yes. So I get the credit of making a plan and making yeah. an effort yeah. and not being a weird hermit. But at the same time, I don't actually have to do anything. Yeah, and I did the research that let them know they shouldn't do a second show in Los Angeles because the one in the desert, they felt obviously, let's not do this in the big city. Yeah, that's, well, because that's hard. Uh, suddenly you're all like, you're supposed to be finger-picking Hey, they did it. Jams, total jams. They were great, but yeah, it was just, it's, uh, let's pretend we're a different band. Yeah, it's probably not satisfying to them, especially having waited to go on tour. You're all excited. You're finally on tour again after the pandemic. Yeah. And and they're like, oh, wait, it's still the pandemic. Speaking of waiting for satisfaction. Hey. We have a guest today that uh, (gasps) is a dear friend of mine and and yours. And mine? I'm very excited. Chris, to have her share back. Her. I I used to keep her to myself in a tiny <laughs> house. Uh, everyone, put your uh, put, why do I always want to say put your hands together, clap in your houses as you as you listen, and at your office desks for today's guest, Tignataro. Woo! Thank you, thank you, thank, thank you. you. There's thank enough you. of me to go around. <laughs> <laughs> Easy, everybody. Everyone, sit down, relax in your homes. There's enough of me to go around. The irony that we didn't introduce you by saying she plays clubs and colleges all over the country is pretty amazing. Because uh, yeah. we say that about every guest, and you actually, technically, you do play clubs and colleges all over the country, yeah. don't you? Well, I mean, if I can be specific, theaters. Yeah. <laughs> yes, you can. <laughs> A lot of these colleges have theaters on campus. Are we? Re- I just won't let go of the fact that you stopped doing colleges. <laughs> That we all stopped in 2003? Well, you know, I didn't go to college, but I did go to colleges to do comedy all over this country. Mm -hmm. I was, my intro was going to be, today's guest hasn't been to college. Put your hands together for (laughs) Tick So You know, that'll be the new catch-all intro. Mm -hmm. Today's guest didn't go to college. (laughs) For anybody. Anybody, right? Everybody. Yeah. Is that you your didn't. dog, or did you leave your door open? <laughs> <laughs> she does have that vibe, right, of like, you, hey, I'm recording right now. Well, this is my new puppy, Blossom. Oh, hi, Blossom. Can um, you see? Hi. Um, yeah, I, I loved thinking of you being that casual that you <laughs> would just have left your door open and a dog came in and started licking you and you not 
<laughs> miss a beat. <laughs> Just kind of be real calm about it. I was going to say, Chris and I basically lived like that with our doors open and stray animals would walk into our house and then we owned them together. I think nice. that you, I had the kitty come because I had my side doors. I had my own doors so I can leave in the oh. middle of the night and take the I had know. a door too, Chris. Yeah, but you would have to go, you couldn't leave, like get out of bed and roll out the front door and play in the no, street like I no. did. Neither. You're right. I was letting he the kitty. He got you on that one. Yeah, didn't I? Yeah. 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 embarrassed. Good one. Good this, one. Yeah, welcome to, I'm going to one-up you. Uh, yeah, I would. I was letting that kitty in mm-hmm. probably for uh, a longer amount of time than you know. That kid, that kitty was coming into my bed, giving me. I think ang- now's the time to tell her how much time it was. I, you know what I, this feels like, honestly. Yeah. My son Max um, called our family together and told us, "I think it's time that I tell somebody this. I think it's time you know this." And we were waiting, and he said, "When I was a baby, I used to eat our." baby toothpaste directly from the (laughs) tube. (laughs) How old is Max? He'll be six in June. But the fact that he's been holding on to this and finally announced it gives me hope that there's not terrible secrets. Um, You know what I mean? Yeah, that is so sweet. He threw his own little toothpaste intervention. Also, tooth, baby toothpaste is really delicious. Have you ever? It's sweeter and like kind of more flavorful oh, than adult yeah, toothpaste. Or it's bubblegum flavored. Yeah, yeah. Well, they're yes. trying to lure you into brushing your teeth and mm-hmm. uh, not eating it, though. Um, no, that's bad. <laughs> I, I have I've tasted a little bit, but I just just a very small amount. Not enough to where I had to announce it to my family yeah. that I'm eating tubes of toothpaste. Yeah, and it's become a problem. Yeah. Guys, I got to get this off my chest I before just it. like that he felt like there was a safe amount of time that had passed where he's like, I think I can go ahead and tell everybody this now. Wait, it was uh, Stephanie and Fluff and everyone was in different rooms in the house and he had everyone. <laughs> we, we have to meet in the living room in 10 minutes. Well, and there's two more cats. We have Kitty City over here now. We have <laughs> Kitty cats. City. Kitty City is in full swing over at the Notaro. Oh my I can't how many cats? Three. Uh it's Fluff, Skip, and Linus. <laughs> Do you ever call that cat and then he picks up the phone and goes, Kitty City, can you hold please? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's just constant. We have so many calls at Kitty City. They're not, uh, nobody's that calm when they answer the phone at Kitty City. If you aren't already doing it, and imagine a cat <laughs> that is an old timey operator. Yeah. Just at a, at a, at a board, a, bu- a button board. And a little paw pushing down. Kitty City, please hold. Kitty City, can you hold, please? Kitty City. If, and we never get back to anyone. So no. straight, Yeah, every call is left hanging. If that, if that visual, if you aren't able to see it, mm-hmm. uh, you're just, like you're left-brained or something, you're missing out because that is a cat Ugh. feverishly typing is, I'll never get tired of it. I'll tell you that. No. Yeah. Be it I a meme. I don't get tired or, of any cat doing anything. Yeah. Yeah. I get tired of them dying on me. Yeah. On you. Cri- Actually, Cri- on you. Cri- yeah, exactly. Why is my chest the resting, the resting place <laughs> midnight? Easy. The Easy. elephant graveyard for cats is Chris's <laughs> chest. Do they yeah. all go there secretly? Yeah, just wake up and a dead cat's on my chest like breakfast in bed. <laughs> Here we go again. Oh, this again. Uh, uh, 
I could try and lick it back to life. Bathe it. <laughs> you know what I mean. Lick it. Bathe yeah, it. Like a, like a mother, the nice way. Yeah. A mother with a mustache. Um, and they do exist they do exist it's gonna be me in a couple of years (laughs) if not now (laughs) if I don't stay on top of things yeah really Max's next big confession is like you gotta shave that mustache (laughs) he gathers the family around um, Tega, I have to tell you that I think of you like once a month oh because for many reasons but because there is a tarot card reader Mm-hmm. It's astrology-based tarot readings. They look so similar to you, mm. except for they have a Russian accent. And every time I go, they're really good at reading tarot cards, but it's always a bummer. They're like, oh, Taurus. But it, lo- <laughs> it looks like you doing a character just for me in this way that— <laughs> Just so you'll <laughs> think of me. It isn't that funny. But it's really crazy because it <laughs> is like— the, It's the hair— and the general kind of chill vibe, but then with a Russian kind of twist. Mm, mm-hmm. I'm going to have to send you a, a link. Please. If you'll like it. Please do. I, uh, I take, I, not to one up Karen, I think of you every day because on my <laughs> wall, there's a poster of a teenage Tom Cruise. <laughs> if, if, if you, do you have nearby some Wayfarer, Ban Ray, Ray Ban, or Ban Ray? <laughs> I, uh, they're downstairs and I feel silly because they are my favorite sunglasses. And I yeah. feel like one of those people that looks like a celebrity that's trying to feed into it more. Yeah, and yeah. I, you know, when people do that, it, yeah, you yeah. hear that you look like someone and then you just, and I'm not trying to do it, it but. Karen, I, if you ever see taking a pair of sunglasses, just the smile you have like, <laughs> this, you can morph into Tom Cruise and there doesn't need to. Uh, Did you see by chance fake. the um the uh the movie I was in um Army of the Dead? Of course I did. Okay. And I have I, some questions about it. Okay, I was going to say that's a real there's some pictures of me where I'll, I'll show you on Zoom and um our our listeners all of a sudden it's the three of us. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back, Tim. <laughs> yeah, thank you. I took I took a bit of a break. Yeah. But um no, I I uh I was a little alarmed how much I looked like Tom Cruise um in this uh you know enough to wear right <laughs> that it there's something it's called silly. there's a top gun factor that's happening yes. a little bit yes flight oh. suit yeah, flight suit that yeah. yeah yeah wait can I just ask really quick when that um trailer came out and I am sorry cuz I only saw the trailer but was it pre covid <laughs> <laughs> was that pre-COVID, though, when that came out? Would I have seen it in the theater, or did I see it at home by myself? Um, nobody has seen it in a theater. Oh, okay. the the trailer? The trailer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You saw it alone by yourself. Is that what you said? <laughs> Very yes. alone. Okay. That's what I'm asking. Because okay. I have a memory, and maybe it was just because that's how people were talking about it on Twitter. Yeah. But when you appeared in the trailer, I felt like ch- people cheered. But I guess that was just in my house. Yeah. <laughs> but it was just like, you kind of, you're like halfway through the trailer, right? You step yeah. in and you have like a fucking grenade launcher yeah. or something. Gas can. I have a gas can. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Yes. And it wasn't it was a theater. If you it, close your eyes and imagine like maybe a hypnotist brings you back to that moment, you realize the crowd cheering is just Blossom barking. <laughs> She's like, or snoring. <laughs> hey, wow, perfect timing. Do you hear that? And I was just, I had that kind of like uh, 
quarantine psychosis where I was just like, yeah, yeah. I'm just <laughs> yeah. seeing people everywhere. Yeah. yeah, she's done it. Look at her go. Thank you, houseplants. You've been terrific. <laughs> yes. Well, uh, if I can just follow up everyone thinking about each other, I think about both of you. I don't know the exact amount of times, but it's very frequent. And I'm sure I've probably said it to you both, and you probably both hear this from many people, but you are two of the funniest people living on the planet. And Mm. I was thinking earlier about how, of course, you both connected, you know? Like, of course, of course, of course, of course, (laughs) you know? Thanks, Jake. Well, it's true, though. It's, It's ridiculous. I mean, my brother and I, you haven't met my brother's wife yet. Have you, Chris? No. Okay. No. My brother and I had a night at his house in Maine. He lives in Maine now. He left Denver. He left Denver that and re- he, yeah. he's in an old farmhouse that's beautiful in, in Maine. And he and I did a whole Chris Fairbanks. You got to see this video. You got to hear this. <laughs> Pull up that clip where blah, blah, blah. And we just went on and on All and that. she was dying laughing. Oh, and, good, good. And you know what I sparked was it? Ask. My brother said something like, oh my gosh, so-and-so is, he's hilarious. He's the funniest. And I said, wait a minute. He's the funniest? Would you really say he's the funniest when somebody like Chris Fairbanks is alive? <laughs> oh, that's And then sweet. turned to his wife and we just went through the greatest hits. And then I showed them the, um, the Rastafarian bit that my brother hadn't even seen. And um, anyway, oh. she was... She was dying laughing. Oh, that's uh, that. Because that yeah. being in that situation where someone's trying to uh, sell a person and they're just, yeah. it's with videos they randomly find it's on YouTube. It's the worst. Because I'm always like, well, not this one, not this one. <laughs> yeah. Hold on. Like, they're funnier I, in person. No, this is long. Yeah, I do she that was with, dying. with Henry Phillips to people all the time. And I'm oh, like, me too. pull up a random kitchen video and I'm like, that was good, but you got to see one of the classics. <laughs> There's a better one. And then they're like, when can I, when can I leave the room? <laughs> you know, the best Henry Phillips video is you and your fucking coffee when he go, he brings his big coffee cup and he goes to vote in someone's garage. It is. It's You're right. so perfect. It's the most perfect comedy video. Yeah. <laughs> it's you and your fucking coffee. And all he does is go and spill coffee everywhere yeah. because he's the guy that won't not bring a gigantic mug of coffee everywhere he goes. Yeah, it is. Yeah, and that's I one of those stories where if you shared it with somebody, they go, oh, okay. Yeah. You're it like, no, you gotta read. see it. You gotta <laughs> see Henry Phillips. He's the funniest. What? But to, be, to, to follow it up, my brother did say... And you're right. That guy is not the funniest person. Oh, that's... Yeah. Um, yeah. I love it. I, he's the best. I love that when he was doing that sports talk radio program, I called in and just <laughs> revealed... I think he probably had to know. I don't know about... Sports. Uh, sports. Uh, sticks. <laughs> sticks or balls. Uh, Popeye. But I do, I do know how to talk around uh, subjects. I'm very good at that. If there's something that's supposed to be talked about, I can veer away from it. So I'm perfect for a, I'm perfect for a sports talk radio show, and this is my audition. Uh, well, but yeah, guys, pl- please call in and cast Chris on your radio show, terrestrial only. <laughs> please, Drive please. Time Classic, Clear Channel. Base. He's got it. Get him. Well, I, lo- I love your brother, and I love you, Tig. I love you. And Karen, I love you. Thank you, Tig. I love you, too. And I know there, there's a while that I should apologize for where I texted you weekly telling you that Stephanie and I couldn't stop listening to your album. No, no. 
Never apologize for that. You Live at the bootleg theater. We couldn't stop. <laughs> we could not stop. It, it really mattered because I will tell you this. Okay. It's hard enough to put whatever you think is good out and stand behind it. Mm. But guitar comedy, oh, it's rough. <laughs> and so your this thing where you were just like, I need to tell you, it's getting crazy or whatever. The enthusiasm, it was just like, because I give Chris shit about this all the time where he'll be like, it was a terrible audience and I was eating it. And I'm like, you're wrong. I've seen you do this to yourself. You're completely yeah. wrong. You yeah. don't understand. And I know I do it to myself too, which is probably good. Like we're not sitting there going, we killed it every time. Or nailed whatever. it, nailed it, nailed it, nailed it. But yeah. <laughs> with something like that, we were like singing songs. It's just very vulnerable in a way that I kind it's of— It's incredible. Didn't it's understand. In, it's incredible. It it's incredible. Thank you. Yeah. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. I, yeah, that did, meant a lot. Did you discover that album recently, Tig? Or are you talking years ago when you first— Years ago when it yeah. came out. And yeah. then I turned Stephanie on to it, and she, her head exploded. And then, I mean, to this day, we still <laughs> reference it or sing the songs to each other. It's such a part of our lives. And it's just, it's really— one. Of, I don't always enjoy a comedy album, just like I don't always enjoy a comedy special. But yep. man, do I love your album. It's just, it's, Thank you. it's so, I mean, aside from your, your voice being so, so beautiful, um, but the comedy and also the, um, how you clearly don't care about switching between comedy and heartbreaking moments yeah. and and it, it I mean really where you're like oh I feel that and that yeah. felt, felt like a real emotion in that song and then you say something so ridiculous and then you're back <laughs> yeah. to like destroying me yeah you know it's I've never seen anybody do it like that yeah. and one of the other greats as we've talked about is Henry Phillips yes um, oh my god you both do that that's why I yeah. wouldn't when you say guitar comedy we all think of parodies we think of like uh, playing along to joke telling, and you, <laughs> there's enough feel heartfelt moments that I that is kind of what I walk away with the most. Like that business, the business situation song. Someone posted <laughs> that. I love just the details in it. it was, <laughs> it's not necessarily jokes. You don't have jokes in the lyrics. But I think no. also the the important element is that with, I mean, you do so many different things, Karen, and if you are one of those people where the audience can rest assured that they're in good hands. So whatever it is oh. that you're doing, you're, you can sit back and go, this is going to be incredible. You know what <laughs> I is, just realized? I, I think that, that uh, you have a calming uh, tone to your voice that I don't have. I think I sometimes my voice brings people anxiety. You don't know where I'm going to go with a sentence. You have you <laughs> do have a tone to your voice that lets people know it's going to be okay. Mm -hmm. Thank you. You know what? I think I'm doing an impression of my psychiatric nurse mother where everything is a little bit like, let's bring this down. Yeah. Everything's fine. It's that. But it's funny to hear that because, of course, my <laughs> experience of doing comedy always was like, I'm going to get on that stage and I'm going to fight these people one at a time. Mm. Like, it was so aggressive and so... And you would. I saw <laughs> you do it one at a time. You <laughs> kick yeah. their teeth in and kick I'll them out the door. You, I'll <laughs> fight you all and you'll still laugh at my jokes. So it was always... That's a very nice... Um, it's always good to hear other people. 
I think that's a thing on comedy that's so hard. And I think coming up in the 90s, no one ever was nice to anybody about their sets. It was so competitive until we all got to LA, I think. Uh. And people kind of started to realize like, oh, we have to be a group and support each other. Mm-hmm. Um, but I felt I always felt like antagonism or like I had to be, you know, ready for, ready with a quip or something like that. So that's really, I like that, you know, the older I got, I realized like, oh, there's plenty for everybody. We're fine. I'm fine. I'll get mine. Yeah. It doesn't have to be a fight anymore. No. And it isn't. Things have changed. Even skateboarding was like that. There's like a tough guy thing in the early nineties, like a territorial thing. And it, it, I, I can always draw parallels with comedy and skateboarding, and people love to hear them. Uh, but that's <laughs> oh, kind of gone. He's doing it again. Come gather around. There, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Chris's panel. Chris is starting his panel. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's just kind of gone away. We're in a better place. The 90s mm-hmm. were, were terrible, but great for music. Mm-hmm. Well, it's true. Yeah. I just wanted to end the sentence with that. You loved Do- the Indigo Girls too? Oh. <laughs> In general, when you're playing drums, you look like a, a, a just a kid. You were like turned into a child on the I drums. Was... Your smile—you had like a look on your face that was not uh, normal. One of your Tig <laughs> character faces, and I'd seen all of them. All yeah. Tig and I used to do in our tiny the house pirate. is do little characters, try them out on each other in the hallway, and then we go to our quarters, and that was the show. You'd and go in into your doors. I'd go in my doors. Side door. I'd go through door. the wall. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's amazing still every time. One of my favorite memories is us at uh, Sarah Silverman's roof party. And for about a half an hour, wasn't it the three of us doing bits where we were pretending to end conversations and jump off the roof? <laughs> Remember that? <laughs> over and over, where we were just kept finding spots where we were just like... Oh my God, that's crazy. I have to get up at 7.30. I'll see you guys later. And then just jump. run toward the... <laughs> my favorite that uh, Tig has done many times is at a party that is in her house. We've maybe talked about this before, but the... Uh, Bring out you, the old file again. Yeah, yeah, why not? Uh, this I mean, is number 562. I've done it twice. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, if you're do this at home, if you're listening or in your office... If you're ever at a party and you don't live there, just go out and announce, all right, everyone, I'm about to go to bed, so 10 more minutes. <laughs> that's my favorite. Tig has a lot of party jokes, mm-hmm. and that's the best one. That's hey, one. everyone, just want to <laughs> let you know I'm going to bed in like 10 minutes when it's 9.30. People will start cleaning up, and then, <laughs> and then word gets around that you don't live there, and it's just... Yes, but my uh, my point is always... I don't have to live there to be going to bed in 10 minutes. Uh Now, which of these is going to be my room? I was serious. (laughs) (laughs) I drive by our little house all the time, Tig. I just want to look at it. Yeah. It looks great. What neighborhood? It was in Venice. Abbott Kinney area. Yeah, Mm. Abbott Kinney area. When it still had an edge to it. Mm -hmm. Now it's Rodeo Drive, basically. Yeah, yeah. Do you remember when I had, I had like a fever. I was sick for like three weeks and a plumber came over and for some reason, this is kind of graphic, but the whole, our our pipe burst and like the neighborhood, we were on, sitting on the neighborhood's sewage. Mm-hmm. And By he choice. Said, he was like, 
he said, yeah, and we loved it. I was addicted to this stuff. I'm like, I get so much good, good thinking done with this 104 fever. But that was, yeah, I, we were, I was sick because of all the, yeah, the just airborne bacteria that was, it was, it was, maybe it's good we don't live there anymore. Yeah, yeah. But the, was the story about the plumber coming over? It was, I mean, you know, uh, I was hoping you'd add some spicy beef to that one too, which is gross Can't to talk it. about when you're talking about a broken <laughs> septic system. <laughs> we were basically just um, using under the house as our toilet. Yeah, along <laughs> with all our neighbors. Yeah, yeah. Oh no. Yeah. Should we go to was... commercial? Yeah. <laughs> and really just take a deep breath on this whole idea. <laughs> yeah, yeah. When I was little, we had a septic system at our house because we lived way out in the country. So I guess we weren't on the city sewage line. And I have a very um, early memory of standing in the front yard and my dad had taken the lid off the, the septic tank and we were just watching shit and stuff go by because well. he was because it was like clogged up and stuff. And they're just being like, oh no, <laughs> like it was right. And we had toilets that would back up all the time because it was a septic tank. Well, I mean, what else are you going to do in a small town but watch um, poop roll by? <laughs> you <Yeah>. know, <laughs> get out here. Not much hey. else to do. <laughs> it's a hey. Saturday. Hey, uh, other children, gather around. Kids. We're going to watch the septic tank churn. <laughs> Look, a hair life. comb. <laughs> Who flushed a comb? <laughs> My old dolly. <laughs> My new dolly. <laughs> Dive. <laughs> worth it. Totally worth it. <sighs> yeah. Septic yeah. systems. No one knows how they work, but they do. Some well, people and know. we'll never know. Yeah. <laughs> There's a, a couple people who know. Yeah. Two they work, people. They work for Two. the city. We got to get them on the phone right now. Hello, city comptroller. <laughs> Is this a sketch show? <laughs> it is. Mm. It's called it's called call people instead of uh having a punchline at the end of a sketch. You just get now, on the phone. Chris, you said um Tig had characters that she did in the house uh when you lived there. Were there some other ones that um should be brought up right now? Well, uh there's the character that is leaning against a wall in a kind of uncomfortable position, but kind of all the way against the wall. And this is also a person that says it's time for bed. Yeah. A lot of these characters, Showtime was at night before bed. I love bedtime. Yeah. <laughs> and the jokes. <laughs> a celebration. And the jokes that preceded. So she'd lean against the wall, and it's hard to describe because it's physical comedy. Then she, she'd go, all right, well, see you later. And stay in that leaning against the wall position as she would just go walk all the way to her room. So if you're like leaning against a wall like a cowboy and it's like, all right, time to go to bed and then stay. Hold the position, hold the position. Hold, the po hold that And then go about your life because that's just the way you stand. Yeah. 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 Laying in bed like John Wayne leaning against a wall, <laughs> mm -hmm. but it's just a pillow. Now, Tig, do you have a, a dance background? Is that how you could do that kind of physical comedy? Um. You yeah, I do have a dance background. Um, <laughs> I was in ballet once when I was four. Um, and I've just really used that for years Yeah, with my comedy <laughs> career. You I get asked fast. that all the time if I have a dance background. <laughs> background. Mm -hmm. and my mother actually was a ballerina. And I, uh, 
yeah, she signed me up for ballet when I was four. And then the class would all get together in a circle and put their hands behind their backs because um, the teacher would go around and put a piece of candy in their hands. Uh, and the teacher stopped doing that one day. And oh. I was like, I'm out. Bye. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> See? Yeah. It's, it's yeah, it's slowly preparing that child to know that they have to stay unhealthily petite in a yes. career. Right. Okay. You know what candy was like. It's over now. It's over. Yeah. Forget it. Now yeah. stand on the tops of your toe knuckles. <laughs> Isn't, toe yeah. knuckles. Yeah, your toe knuckles. Yeah, it, I was just going to do a visual and I realized that's bad podcasting, but a lot of these <laughs> children, they make them stand on their toe knuckles. What if I just kept saying it? <laughs> well, I was going to start talking about toe, foot and toe health, which drives Stephanie oh, good, crazy. Good. Um, but I've gotten very into foot and toe health. Oh. Do, are you familiar cause... with like the barefoot world? Um, like barefoot movement where you see people, you know how maybe hippies? you'll see somebody walking around in bare feet or those like shoes that have little toe things to put your toes in? Oh, the toe shoes. Okay. Oh, yes. Everyone's, yes. Everyone is like uh, this, this, this guy with the toe shoes or this one walking on stage with no shoes yeah. on. It's, it's for a reason. And um, let me just insert my commercial here. It's fascinating, if this interests you at all. As you get older, you know how your toes get all mangled? You see people with, like, toes shooting off in different directions. Yeah, and, like, like ginger root. Sure. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> just like ginger root. Yeah. yeah. Shoes these days are um, made, everybody's like, I need support. I need to get shoes with good support. Well, all that support is keeping your foot still when you're in a shoe. And you should be barefoot because oh. all of your toes and your feet should be moving when you walk and your toes should be able to separate and it shouldn't go away as you get older. It's because shoes are made to look nice, but they yeah. cramp your toes and your feet. I, so those people that are barefoot or wearing yeah. the ugly toe shoes, they're actually doing it to make themselves feel better. So. It, yeah, not it's because it's you. You live life to feel better. It's not a fashion show, right? It is not. If it is to a certain age, yeah. And then you're like, oh my god, my back. Oh my god, my toes. Oh, oh my god. So and you're saying I have to start wearing Tevas or Birkenstocks? I would just say look up the barefoot movement. There's barefoot shoes aside from the little toe slots you put your toes into. Um, look into it. It it just it makes a lot of sense. I'm just uh, you know glad Stephanie isn't here to hear me bringing this up on this podcast. <laughs> She'd get upset. She's just like enough with the foot <laughs> and toe health. I I have a thing. It's the op because there's also people that uh, enjoy feet in a mm -hmm. in a scandalous way. They have magazines of feet and they pay they pay for pictures of feet. And I'm not shaming that, but. Uh, I'm the opposite. I really don't want to see your toes, even if you put time into them. I just let's let's just keep them covered. Keep so them sorry. secret. They're yeah. not a great um, when people do have really, I guess, nice feet or whatever. I feel like they're just so lucky because it's a hard thing. They're just you're you're already behind the eight ball in terms of what you're gonna get. 
right? right. Yeah. It's just not, odds are your feet are going to be kind of gross. Yeah. I just but been unless lucky. you take care of them. Yeah. Unless you go barefoot everywhere. Well, what? not everywhere. No, there are barefoot shoes that just give the your foot a little bit more room up front where the toes are. And I don't oh, always okay. wear them, but I do have those now and I just have more awareness. And I'm sorry that I just lost a lot of your listeners over toe and foot health. No, the, I was more afraid that you were saying it that you have to go barefoot in a city where people spit on the ground as if it's their job or spit their gum places or like when growing up in the country there were always long gravel roads oh. that like you know you just mm-hmm. simply that wouldn't be a choice that mm-hmm. would just be hell and it yeah. would take you forever to get up the road yes and and that's why you put on a barefoot shoe yeah and oh, I'm mistaken thinking you're saying barefoot. It's you like can there's do a either. shoe that's like it. Oh, Yeah, okay. you can be barefoot or you can wear a barefoot shoe, which gives your feet room. You are talking about those shoes that are little toe gloves. Those are some. Then there I are can't. others that are not the little toe gloves. Please there don't are, get upset. Please don't I, be I mad. I am furious. <laughs> this, I have never been so upset. There are, you can be completely barefoot. You yeah. can put your foot into a foot glove, or you can put on a shoe that's normal looking that is a quote unquote barefoot shoe. And it just gives your foot a little bit more room where your toes are so they can split spread out and do the work they're supposed to do to stay healthy. So in order to provide that kind of room in a shoe, you are uh, describing like a classic clown shoe. A bulbous fan (laughs) out. It comes with a clown nose. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, Scott, that really is good. That's one of Tig's many. A lot of people don't know about her uh, sound effect work. Her horn character. My horn character. Her nighttime horn character. (laughs) That's all that character does. Falafel. But yeah, so now I'm imagining, I guess maybe I can get an insole that has little compartments that will separate my piggies. Uh, Piggies hate to be separated. Yeah, but well, it's what? for your your um, best interest, especially for when you get older and you don't yeah. want to um, collapse and fall over because right. your feet are all like this. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Plaster fasciitis. Yeah. yeah. Well, one somebody's got to go to the market. <laughs> well, you know, the little to... piggies did go to the market. Yeah. The other one. Yeah. <laughs> then another yeah. one laughs all the way to the bank. I think. Uh, we never know the which job is for which. <laughs> but uh, yeah. I am someone that even my, I'm just a tenderfoot. Uh, <laughs> and I cannot, like when I go back to Montana and there's any river hangout or anything, I got to wear shoes. I will, even even if it's round, polished gravel, I'm, and I'm barefoot, I my knees knock together and I just faint face first into the water. Meanwhile, my friends can tap dance on glass. I just don't know why. My feet are Yeah, but fainting way. face first into the water sounds way more Montana than tap dancing on glass. <laughs> so it seems... It's just how a cowboy ends the day. Yeah. It yeah. all sounds very carnival to me. I don't, who are these friends of yours? Who my, are these people? I'm. It is like a, a circus act. All of my friends are able to walk on gravel. And I am not. I react like everything is a Lego. And I, I just, it hurts so bad. I, I have the worst, most tender feet. I got to do something to toughen them up. 
Yeah, you should. How about you just take a razor right to those the bit bombs of your feet and just do cross hatching? Yeah, <laughs> like a cutter. That's a yeah. really good idea. It right? really is. Build up the scar tissue. Something, mm-hmm. Something's got to do it. So you think a razor is the way to go? I mean, you could do yeah. a razor. You can do a kitchen knife. Okay. Well, I'll get started. <laughs> Box cutter. <laughs> to- just real quick. <laughs> yeah, just get it over with. Mm-hmm. Take you uh, during you have like multiple podcasts now. I have two, one. and that's yeah. like more than one. That is, mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, yeah. Tell Can us I, about them. Yeah, oh, yeah, sure. Well, I have um, a uh, a weekly podcast, an advice podcast, where um, I try to give earnest advice. And then um, a lot of times it'll go off the rails, of course, because I realize I'm, I don't know what I'm talking about. Yeah. And then (laughs) I also have a, um, a podcast called uh, Tig and Cheryl True Story, where um, Cheryl Hines and I talk about a new documentary every week. And, um, and yeah, those are the, those are the two podcasts. Don't Ask Tig is the advice one. But uh, those both sound great. Yeah. What's the, Thanks. What's the best advice that you've heard yourself give that you actually were like, oh, wait, that I that, nailed I, it. Yeah. That is good. You know what? Honestly, I don't know or remember, but I will say <laughs> the advice that I do always give people, which is something that stuck out to me. I heard, I heard this bit of advice. It's not my own. I tweaked it because it used to be very specific about a, a particular person in your life, but I always say um, that uh, the best gift you can give anybody is a well-lived life of your own. And I feel like that is so empowering and freeing because when you think about family members and friends and if they're not taking care of themselves or they're not happy, it weighs you down. You know, right, of and um, but if somebody's out living their life or they're just free of whatever it yeah. is, then it frees you up. And so I always love that, and I always try and think about it for myself. Um, and um, and so that's that's what I always mention. To yeah, people. it is, and that's that great. that can be applied to so many things, like living your life, uh, even if it means they live their life so much they don't have time for me. It it right. is. It, you are looking at someone as like they're happy and that brings me peace or they're yeah. doing everything they can because there's it's so many so great yeah so many people I think of that I love that they aren't doing well and that it's they don't they don't realize that it's affecting other people yeah it's yeah. it's complex it but that's complex. what I always say to people I like that that's a good yeah. one what about on the other podcast with Cheryl Hines what's the What's a documentary you've watched recently that you wish everyone would watch? Mm. Or that you just loved? You don't have a documentary podcast with Cheryl Hines, do you? <laughs> I don't even know Cheryl. <laughs> <laughs> it's such a good brag, though. <laughs> um, yeah. No, Cheryl and I have been pals forever. A long we, time. A I long, remember. I was yeah. living with you. Like, we were both just not much going on. And you... How'd you become friends with her again? She saw me do stand up and she um 
we've been friends ever since. She came up after just cackling and what have you. And we <laughs> just have like nonstop silliness in our relationship. And um, and so the documentary is just a jumping off point to to chat and whatever. But I really, you know, I'm probably thinking of that um, that uh, Theranos documentary uh, right now because my wife is watching the series and then she went back and listened to my episode of the documentary for the documentary. Um, and then there's also this one called Chicken People that I really Someone enjoy. Someone just told me to watch that. Yeah. it's Chicken it's, People. It's so silly. Um, and then Donut King. I just watched Donut King. Oh, Have I you heard, heard of that? that. Yeah. No. It is so great. And it's not what you think it's going to be. When I first heard that we were going to be watching a documentary about donuts, I was like, great. I, I love a donut. Yeah. <laughs> Man, is it? A, it's a it's a great documentary. I haven't watched Ooh. it because so many people have described this. it enthusiastically telling yeah. me to watch it that they just tell me about it. And I'm like, well, now I don't need to see it. No, like it's, wor- it's worth It's so good. It, and it really surprised me. I'm also always a fan of like the staircase. It's, you know, oh. we, we, I mean, I never get over that. It's, it's kind of like the go-to uh, yeah, or, I've watched that twice. Yeah, it's just so good. And then, you know, there's another documentary that I really love, and it's so weird to say that I love it because— Oh, and obviously you're a true crime person, Karen, but we would never co- uh, cover this particular one, but it's so devastating is Dear Zachary. Oh, God. Like, yeah, I, I it's—you know, I always tell people when they say, why wouldn't you—if you love the documentary— it's so weird to say I love the documentary, um, but when I say it's just so, I truly had to stop like three times and have a serious boohoo. Yeah, actually, Chris, you and I lived together years ago when I watched that documentary, and um, but yeah, I just I love a twist and a turn. You know, yes. that's what I really love. And sometimes when documentaries will be um, just very much just straightforward documenting something. I, yeah. I'm like, yeah, it was good. It's fine. I I love going in and just being like, where is this going to go? Yeah. You know? Can I ask, have you seen the documentary Tickled? Yes. Yes, oh. I have. <laughs> yes, I have. And we did an episode of that as well. Oh, good. Wow. Okay. Mm-hmm. We, April Richardson and I saw that in the theater and there was only about six other people in the theater. And when that movie ended, we all turned to each other, strangers, and went, <laughs> holy fuck! Everybody yeah. in yeah. the theater went crazy together as a group. Like, what did we just watch? That was insane. Yeah. It was super funny. But I mean, that that movie is like, I, it's unbelievable. It is. It is completely unbelievable and, and not you what you think you're going in for. And yeah. that is my favorite documentary. Yeah. Yeah. They yeah. I watched it I mean where not the, tickled, but I'm saying that type yeah, where where it's just type. like whoa, whoa. <laughs> yeah. Especially because the guy cuz I went and saw it at the silent movie theater place and afterwards uh Nathan for you, Nathan Fielder or whatever mm-hmm. his name is, interviewed the filmmaker and he talked about how it was strictly going to be a documentary about these weird wrestling group, like uh, this 
or tickling groups like they yeah. were wrestling teams. Like that's an interesting sport that the, the and you watch that happen in the in the uh, documentary too. But he really talks matter of factly about how it turned into a different documentary as he was making it. Yeah, that, yeah, and you can't plan on that. But that mm-hmm. is that usually is the the thing I look for in a documentary, like where they're like, "Well, now it's about this yeah. bizarre yeah. world." That's what's of, incredible. Yeah, when you feel, I hate when I'm watching a documentary and you can feel the outline, you can feel yeah. um, where they put in, like, uh, like where you know the director is going, "Hey, right. why don't you do this?" Or, "Hey, sit here with your friends and have a conversation." And you know what? Just that whole vibe. I'm like, I just. Let's. I know you have to put in some of that sometimes to yeah. string things along. I understand, right. but man, when you get some of that grittier stuff in yeah. a document, where you're just like, "What is this? Is huh?" Yeah. Um, and during during the Q and A, the filmmaker talked about how that weird the tickle master guy who. <laughs> No one, he was pretending to be all these people. He would show up at screenings. He's actually a fan, oddly, of the of the film, and he would ask questions. Really? And he'd be like, he's like, I I don't like how you showed me in this. It's kind of like a negative light, but I do like this about like he would compliment it. Even though it was about him being a villain. He's like, it is good filmmaking. I'll give you that. Like he. The, he How described crazy. it like the guy actually said nice things, and he would show up and <laughs> heckle and be insane because he's a he was a crazy guy. And uh, he has the money to travel around to yes. go basically to all the screenings when it first came out. He, I mean, he was like, "I'm looking around this room right now because he very well could be here." And then that added this element of fear with everyone watching. <laughs> it was oh, no. such. I yeah, I feel really lucky to have seen that. Also, the new Jimmy Savile uh, documentary uh, about, but it's 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 very gradual. You don't really see it coming. I mean, they allude to things, but it ramps up in the end. Uh, again, it's a tragic documentary, but it's so fun to watch. Um, we're about to to. I haven't seen it yet, but we're about to good. do Bad Vegan. I don't oh. know. It's great. Okay. Yeah. yeah. But it's but I will say this without giving spoilers. I found it uh I like maybe and maybe this is similar to what we're just saying or maybe this is another type of documentary where you kind of can't figure out who you whose side you're on right. or what you're supposed to think. Mm-hmm. I like that when it's not like Here's the poor people who are being exploited by the tickle master, and here's the tickle master that we can't. He's out. It, well, I mean, his, that's you know. what the staircase was. It, it's like the way it flipped back and forth. It's so crazy making, or you're just yeah. like, wait a minute, huh? Mm-hmm. This mm-hmm. could be anything. Yes. Yeah, yeah, totally. But and, oddly, with that movie, I had seen the unsolved or, or the uh, forensic files episode prior, so it kind of was spoiled for me. For which one? For, oh, the, for the staircase, for the staircase. Yeah. it was. So, a, what is a, just not to go off on the staircase? But um, do you feel like that guy did it? Yeah, very, yes. very, very, very much. I so. do too. Because yeah. well, and I don't think it's owls. Yeah, it is definitely not owls. <laughs> but also in the beginning, um, when it was when it was like a forensic files or whatever those other episodes where they would cover it. The first time around when they covered it, he they presented it as. He definitely did it, and this is what happened. And then there was another, there was almost like 
the reboot reapproach where it was like he's actually been railroaded or whatever oh. and and then it was the reveal of what happened in court which was them saying he has had homosexual affairs with sex workers and then people are like he's getting railroaded because they don't like that in the North Carolina or wherever they live yeah, in the wow. south and then this one was almost like taking all of that 10 years later and being like, all right, well, now we're going to go and basically just be yeah. in his house. Yeah. And you can try to see if you can see for yourself. Yeah. You know what I thought I thought was so interesting that Cheryl pointed out on that episode was um, that I completely missed. And I was like, there it is. There's the proof. There's the proof. <laughs> um, but she said... Imagine, because when he called the police after she was found bloodied by owls. Um, yeah. Uh, but uh, I guess that's an I guess that's an internet um, theory. Uh, yeah. Or oh, no, it's God. in the it's in the documentary. It's his the neighbor series. his neighbor got attacked and then basically came and suggested it and okay. then it then it like, then it became okay right took off wow yeah. okay so they have the audio of him calling the 911 and they he told them what my wife fell down the stairs and um come quick that type thing yeah yeah um and then the obvious thing of first of all if i found stephanie at the foot of the stairs in a pool of blood i wouldn't think she fell down the stairs but cheryl right. said can you imagine your loved one is at the foot of the stairs in a pool of blood and hanging up the phone, saying, come quick. Like, yeah. you would stay on the phone. What, True, what totally. do I True. do? What yeah. do I, like, if you were in that real yeah. moment, yeah. you would be like, I'm not going to hang up the phone from come the pad. I wouldn't be like, oh my gosh, my wife fell. Hurry, click. Uh, <laughs> you would be like, what do I do? What do I, what do yeah. I apply pressure? Do I, what? What do I do? I don't I want to lose this. Just, is, yeah. This is my lifeline yes. talking to this person. Right. And when she said that, I was like, oh my gosh. Yeah. Yes. That's a great fucking point. Yeah, it's you don't, such, such a, great, a good point. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I, yeah. You don't hang up and, and start no. cleaning up the place because you're a neat freak. No. Or whatever. Yeah. No. I you want to stay to look nice. on the phone. Yeah. Yeah. Can I say what my moment of that was? Mm -hmm. And it was because at the same time that that series was on, um, Breaking Bad was on. Uh -huh. And in like, I watched that series and then, and there was the part, and I think it was like a couple, it was like maybe the second to last episode or near the end. And he was, um, he had, I think it was when he was out on bail and he was like awaiting that trial. And and let's just say this, that trial was fucked. Like that blood spatter expert was completely fake. He was mm -hmm. a liar. Like there were so many things in that case that were just like, it has to get thrown out. This is yeah. just not how you, you can't do trials like this. But yeah. um, my thing was, uh, I had just seen that this episode where he was out on bail and then the, documentary um documentarian was asking him questions and instead of standing there talking uh he was doing stuff around the kitchen and he kept opening and closing cabinets right and i was just like what the fuck's he doing like he just kind of keep keeps opening and closing these cabinets yeah and then like that week in the episode of breaking bad and it was near the end of the season of breaking bad um the main guy 
Walter White is like talking to his wife and he had just buried something and done a bunch of shit, yeah. right? And the wife is like, where were you last night? Whatever. And he's, who wants breakfast? And he starts opening and closing the cabinets. And oh. I went, oh, fuck. Oh, fuck. That's right. That's what people who yeah. are lying do. They pretend like busy work. Yeah. So they don't have to make eye contact. They don't have to be still. Yeah. They don't have to go what the fuck am I going to do? This is crazy. I'm being railroaded. They do this kind of like, uh, look uh, over uh. here, look over here. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, and yeah. maybe that's fake, but it was just to me, I went, oh my God, that's the exact same action. Yeah. Yeah. There's, so, I mean, there's obviously so many gaping holes in, um, in that story. Um, I also found it very odd when the, the attorney gave up on his, tri Michael's trial. And I was saying to Stephanie when we were watching it again, because I've watched the series probably like three times, but I said, the way he's sitting on the couch with his kids and just saying, well, he's moving on from the trial. He's not going to rep me anymore. Should I just, just say never mind? And to me, that felt like... I, if you were innocent, you'd be like, you can't, you can't. Yeah. We've yeah. gone this far. What do you mean? Yeah. Yeah. Just to be like, Meh, well, he's tired of it. He's yeah. ready to move on. You know, I just felt like yeah. that was a little telling because if I were innocent, I would be like, yeah, please, what do we do? What do yeah. we do? Also, if you're innocent, don't you think you'd be like, hey, can you turn that fucking camera off? Like, this is the yeah, worst yeah. moment of my life. <laughs> right. There's never, there's so, it's very performative. It's, yeah. and, which also doesn't mean anything really, except yeah. for this is the way we all go through the world going, am I getting a good vibe from this person or do I not yeah. like this? And but things yeah. like that, I if somebody is like, it's the same thing when he came out of the courtroom and he started talking about how much he loved his wife and because all the news cameras were yeah. around. And I was just like, yeah, I'm sorry. I do not buy this. This feels like bad theater class that yeah. I have been in it's so many true. times. If something happened to Stephanie, I wouldn't want anything in my house or anything going on. I would just, you know, I, there's no world where I would... I mean, I don't even like to show my kids' faces on the internet. I'd much right. less be you know, parading yeah. somebody through yeah. our house. And, but, you know, of course I still, like everyone else, probably, probably everyone else wonder why those kids of his believe he's innocent. Yeah, because they were likable. Uh, that was what he had going for him as I watched that documentary is like his kids seemed, it's like, why would, how would he have raised these normal kids if he was this monster? That's what kept me going. But yeah, they, at the end, he's like, well, I've run out of ideas. I guess I'll go to jail. <laughs> That's yeah. such an admittance of guilt. I'd be like, no. Yeah. Now what? Now what? Yes. Now what? Someone be do something. Yeah, because I'm free, and I want to make sure I'm free, and I did not do this. And so now what is next on the agenda? Yeah. Although... And just to devil's advocate, because we also, we did on um, My Favorite Murder talk to that lawyer of mm -hmm. his. I liked him. I liked him a lot. He's super smart. And we had him on, but I was like, so did we totally get it wrong? Like, or, and I said, is there a ton we don't know that wasn't in the documentary? And he said, there's a ton no one knows about that trial itself and how, ter how it was such a, like, 
a miscarriage of justice as a trial. That like, that's what, I, that's all I'm talking about is that he did not in any way get a fair trial. Mm-hmm. And there was so much prejudice and there was so mm-hmm. much pre, like people found like literally it, in all these different ways, it's like, you're a rich guy. So fuck you, you did it. Yeah. You're, uh, we heard about you hiring sex workers or gay sex workers. You did it. Like yeah. all these things all the way down. It's more so the other woman in your life fell down the stairs and died. You did it. When it came yeah. to that part, I was just like, I'm sorry. Wow. Like, I don't, how? <laughs> you, you know, am I, it's just so middle class that we never had second stories you know in our what? houses. I have in my office <laughs> and oh. I always uh, have in my hands when I do a podcast. Wow. Is a gavel, and you know a, what? A guilty, guilty as charged. <laughs> guilty. That's an actual. Yeah, uh, I have a gavel always when I'm doing a podcast in my you, hands. You've always wanted a courtroom show. I have. Judge Tag. <laughs> oh, wait, can I just tell you one more documentary to recommend in case oh, you yeah. guys are looking? And then for I have them? one. And then I have one. Oh, okay. Okay. Uh, what do you mean in case we're looking for him? That's what we do with our show. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're like, we're not open to suggestions. Sorry. Yeah. Um, my very favorite one is, <laughs> God damn it. No, I'm not going to be able to remember. It's um, it's the one, it's called The Cruise about Timothy Speed Levitch. He's the Gray Line bus, um, bus tour guide in New York City. Did you oh. ever see that one? It's mm-hmm. black and white. Mm-mm. It is wow. one, it's truly one of my top three okay. p- documentaries ever. Okay. Okay. Um, and it is, it's unbelievable. It just is, it's a study and what are of your this other one two? man. Shut <laughs> up. Um, <laughs> I also love uh, Watership Down. Was that a documentary? Mm. <laughs> We're still looking for documentaries. Uh, <laughs> and best, really? I mean, the best not one really, I've... but yes, always. I think of all time that it is my favorite that is so weird and bizarre is Cat Dancers. You ever? Oh, yes. You've seen that, Karen? hmm I love, and I did not, I mean, they allude to what happens, It's, uh, but it is, you got to see it, Tig. I don't want to spoil it for anyone, but it is hilarious and mysterious and everything that I think they were trying to make that Tiger King out to be. Yes. Like, every time, everyone was freaking... Remember Tiger King fever? Good Lord, that thing was huge. Everyone was talking about it, and I just was like, cat dancers, cat dancers, enough with the tigers. <laughs> cat dancers is the best. And uh, that's all I'll say. You all know, right. there's cat no dancers. payoff. Cat with, dancers is amazing. But you got to watch it, Tig. It's so okay. great. Okay. Even, also, if it co- even if you have to find it and pay money, good hard-earned money to see it. Worth right. it. <laughs> okay. Also, there's the Errol, Errol Morris documentary, all the Errol Morris ones, but... The, there's Mr. Death, which is unbelievable. Like, okay. unbelievable. Um, Errol Morris, Mr. Death, which is about the guy. He's a guy who has basically made the electric chair. Wow. Or, like, refurbished. It, you have to see it. And that's <laughs> he, re-upholstered it. <laughs> he reupholstered it. He reupholstered He, like, updated it. <laughs> and then the other one, which is about um, pet cemeteries. Oh. That's called Gates of Heaven, and oh. it's Errol Morris. And that one, it's like a late 70s character study, and it's you just can't believe these people. It's okay. the greatest. Okay. It's the, I can't yeah. wait. And there's a Temple Grandin one, the 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 that came up with the 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 hugger. The comforting way to slaughter cows, which was the reason I got one of those autism blankets, a heavy blanket. 
that's that's basically what they do is they put a heavy blanket on a cow. It's sad, but it's very they interesting. Squeeze them. She, they squeeze yeah, them. You squeeze them and they feel warm and comfortable in the very end. It's and sad. then you kill Well, well, let's I, I am a vegan process. person. <laughs> I know you are. And uh, I, th- you're the reason I still dabble with it. Oh, good. Yeah. You should dabble, dabble away. Well, I live in an area where dabbling with veganism is just a hop, skip, and a jump away. <laughs> Usually I jump. <laughs> but yeah, I'm I I'm I'm trying, Tig. I'm trying to it's taking this. We're all long. trying. We're yeah. all trying. We're Every all goddamn trying. day. Every day. We're all trying. Trying. So Tig, you don't hit the road and, and uh cheat on with some chicken fingers anymore. You are a hundred percent. I was I was real sold on the chicken finger uh menu diet. Um <laughs> for I would say the first 15 years of my uh stand-up career. Yeah, yeah. But no, um, and it's funny because people always ask that of, you know, what about the pandemic? Did you cheat in the pandemic? Yeah, and yeah. it's that idea that I'm vegan against my will. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that I'm like waiting till no one's looking right. and I'm just going to go get yeah. a cheeseburger. Yeah. And yeah. um and and it's the you know, after I was so sick many years ago, yeah. I just shifted my diet so, so much and learned so much. In fact, during the pandemic, I got a plant-based nutrition certification. Uh, really? Because, I know, yes. Wow. Uh, <laughs> I love that. And I've helped my next-door neighbor who had high blood pressure, and through the pandemic, we would Zoom weekly and he didn't end up having to get on medication. I've yes. helped comedians. And um, anyway, so I'm like, I'm- And I can it, help you too. <laughs> and I can help you. Truly, I mean, I am sold on it. It changed my life. And there's no moment in my life with the knowledge that I have yeah. that I'm ever thinking, well, I'll just, I'll yeah. just get a cheese uh, ball, yeah. a wheel of cheese, a wheel of cheese, and some beef. I've been, um, yeah, I've been sold on it ever since your pals, your Beth and Rick, who I miss a lot. Yeah. But yeah, he got healthy that yeah. way. Long he, ago. he cured his cancer with yeah. raw food. And I was like, Whoa. I believe it, and I'm sold. And then mm-hmm. I still go out and get my wheel of cheese. <laughs> I know you do, Chris. Uh, <laughs> I roll it all the way home. <laughs> With a little stick. Uh, yeah, yeah. But I uh, I did for a while think I wanted to start. Um, what I want to do, I, I've, I did a streaming episode of talking about plant-based food and showing people easy recipes and stuff. Um, but I was thinking of spending a good part of my time um, consulting people on Zoom. And then I was like, I don't know. I don't know if I can do that actually, <laughs> but I, you know, it's like people are so interested and they're like, they have a foot in and it, and I just want to be like, there is a way to do it without yeah. your, you, you can eat good, delicious, healthy food and, and be plant-based. Well, maybe I'll come over and you can just teach me and then I can see your children's grown up faces. Yes, they are gigantic humans now, but I would love that. If you ever want information, let me know. I will. Let's all go stand in Tig's kitchen and have her. I would be thrilled. I would be thrilled. Well, the idea that you got certified 
is yeah. impressive, but it also is like, oh, she means business. Like this yeah. is, this is a true interest. And like, um, I hadn't had an interest like this since I started stand up. I got mm. so into it, and it's so fascinating when you find out the power and the healing power of food. Yeah, and um, and then it just becomes this puzzle of of um just connecting everything to heal or to boost or help or uh it's it's really fascinating and it's yeah. it's a very basic idea but it's like if you put the wrong gasoline in your tank the car breaks or yeah. dies yeah and if you put in the high octane boom it'll it'll run and that's why i'm 100% uh interested and i really want you to teach me Cause I you look fun. great. You're like energetic. Yeah, you, you look like a kid again. You look like a. You look like Tom Cruise as a kid again. Well, you look thank like you. A yeah. Russian tarot card reader again. <laughs> well, thank you. And you both look wonderful. I mean, I we set you up to say that. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it's uh, it's been we're we're out of time. But it was so great to see you again, my friend Tiggity. Yeah. Thank you so much for doing this, Tig. Thanks for having me. I can't stress enough how much I adore both of you and um, and hope that I can see you in the flesh again. I'm yes, gonna, please. I'm going to come in over. In my and, kitchen. In my yeah, kitchen. I will. I would I will, love to. I would I'll love call it you genuinely. right after this. Please do. <laughs> Any plugs? Um, I, um, I'm doing a bunch of tour dates. And nice. um, and then, you know, the road goes on forever, but I'm at tignotaro.com and I have very... Um, unreliable social media out there as well. But tignotaro.com, you can check out my tour dates because I've got a bunch. But thanks for and having she me. She really knows how to do stand-up comedy, everybody. I don't know. Yeah. Just trust. I do stand-up. Yeah. <laughs> she does. She really does. You've been listening to Do You Need a Ride? D-Y-N. This has been an Exactly Right production. Produced by Casey O'Brien. Mixed by John Bradley. Artwork by Chris Fairbanks. Theme song by Karen Kilgariff. Follow the show on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Dynar Podcast. That's D-Y-N-A-R Podcast. For more information, go to exactlyrightmedia.com. Thank you. Oh, you're welcome. Hank, Hank. Follow Do You Need a Ride on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you like to listen so you never miss an episode. If you like what you hear, rate and review the show. And visit the exactlyrightstore.com to purchase Do You Need a Ride merch.